You are now listening to Changing Lives, a podcast presented by Mount Gilead Full Gospel International Ministries, hosted by co-pastor Elena Robertson. Hello and welcome back to the podcast, Changing Lives. We're changing lives with the Word of God. And so I want to share with you today uh, what's going to change your life, and that is resisting fear. Um, but before I get into that, I want to kind of preference it with some things pertaining to the home, because I think it's very, very important um, as we've been talking about disciplines of a godly family. And certainly I believe um, what I'm going to share with you is a good discipline to, to take hold of. And that is really the atmosphere that's in your home. What kind of atmosphere do you have on your in your home? Certainly, you know, um, it should be a very peaceful atmosphere should be a loving atmosphere, but nonetheless, it's atmosphere in your home is something you should have control over. And so I think of, of two different types of um, examples, you know, um, you know, you can have a thermometer and when you look at a thermometer, thermometer is something that you use to check a temperature and it actually is dictated by, um, the temperature of whatever it's checking, um, whatever, whatever it's engaged in. So if, if you were to take a temperature of your, um, of, 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 of how, you know, what your temperature is, if you would use a thermometer to check your temperature, you put it on your tongue and it would go to whatever the degree is, um, that's relating to the temperature that's in your body. That's a thermometer. But, a thermostat, thermostat is something that you have in your household. A thermostat is something that you set uh, the temperature to and the climate in your temp- in your home is supposed to either rise up to that temperature that you set through your thermostat or cool down to that temperature. And so I say to you, are you a thermometer as far as uh, setting the climate in your home or are you a thermostat? Do you go by, um, uh, as far as a thermometer, do you go by what the atmosphere is like around you and your surroundings, what you're hearing, what you're being exposed to, what others say, um, what's going on in the news? Um, uh, or are you a thermostat that says, yeah, I, I recognize what's going on, but this is the atmosphere that I choose to set within my home, you know? And so if you're going by uh, all that's going on around us in the world today, then you could probably, it could probably be extremely cold atmosphere in your house, um, extremely dark, extremely uh, fearful. Um, and you could have some short tempers going on, you know, but if you're a thermostat and you refuse to allow um, what's going on uh, in the world today, what's going on with uh, pressures and things around you, then you're, then what you're doing is your atmosphere that you have choose to set through your thermostat is an atmosphere of peace, okay? And so that's something to think about. You know, in my household for years, we have really um, I've set a discipline of having a, a, a atmosphere where it is peaceful. I mean, my goodness, um, if you can't come home and and be at home and have peace in your own home, where can you go? So to me, that is a priority uh, in my life to make sure that um, through what I'm hearing in my household, 
through what I'm seeing in my household, through how we're interacting with one another in our household, that it is a place that is peaceful, that it is a place that is loving. Amen. And so I think that's important. And so, you know, some of the things that I do to set the atmosphere in my home is we've been playing music uh, in, in our home, we're setting it, you know, through whatever device that you may use. I mean, years ago, we just had, we had CD players and we would have CD players. We had a couple of them that were stationed in the different, you know, floors in our home and we would put worship music in it. So we would have worship music playing 24 seven. That's been years and years. I mean, over 20, 20 some odd years that we've been doing that. And so we progressed and changed the device that we've used to, to release the, uh, that atmosphere uh, of, of the worship music that we play. I mean, we, we shifted to, um, you know, CDs and then we shifted to uh, other devices that are more modern and um, certainly not as cumbersome as some of the older technology. But even right now, there's soft, worshipful music that's being played and it is on 24 seven and it just kind of sets the, it, 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 it sets the tone, you know, um, you know, and sometimes we may be in a certain room. I may turn it down a little bit, you know, um, where it's not as loud, depending on what we're doing in that room, if we're holding a conversation or even if we want to play some other type of music, you know, uh, upbeat music or whatever. But nonetheless, I think that's one of the things that has been a blessing in our household is to have, worship, worshiping God. It keeps your, your mind centered. You know, sometimes you can come home from a long day and maybe you've had a whole lot of things that you had to do. Um, and you just need to be able to decompress and to be able to sit. When I come and I sit in my family room and I'm able to just, ah, uh, just kind of just chill. And I begin to hear soft worship music. It, it, it automatically directs my spirit to God. And, you know, we talked about in our previous podcast about he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high, or he that sits enthroned in God's presence. Certainly when you are in a mode or, 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 or a directive of, uh, uh, worshiping God, you know, you're in his presence. And so it's just a wonderful place to be. You know, some other things that I think about that's important, you know, I know that we're going through a lot of different things in this world today, dealing with the virus. Um, and we're hearing a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of news, you know, about some factual things that may be going on, the updates dealing with the virus and things like that. And so certainly we want to be informed about these things, but, you know, you really have to watch your atmosphere of how much of that that you allow to be played over and over and over and over again in your house. And so, um, I mean, I know people that will have the news, they're turning the news on as soon as they wake up and it's, it, whether they're sitting in front of the TV or not, they still have that news that's, you know, um, being played out all throughout the day in their household. And that is setting that atmosphere because most of the time when, when you look at news, it's, yeah, it may be factual evidence. And a lot of times the factual evidence is negative information, you know, whether it's factual or not, you know, so you're hearing about murders, you're hearing about people getting locked up, people getting arrested, people getting caught up in, you know, all kinds of different things. And very rarely will you hear news about good things that are happening. And so you have control over that. Um, that that's a big part of setting your atmosphere is, is to have control over 
how much negativity you allow to be released in your house. Another thing that I think is so important, you know, we may be in a situation where we're around each other as far as those who are living in your household a little bit more here lately than you have been because you may not be heading out and going to different places. You So you may be in the household. So to me, it's important to know how to communicate with one another. Um, you know, I know you can have siblings. I certainly, again, for those of you who know, I grew up in a large family. I'm the youngest of 13 and we grew up picking on each other, joking around and doing all kinds of things, you know, with each other. And, 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 and sometimes, you know, that's, that can be wonderful and fun, but but you got to keep your eye on it, especially as parents, to make sure that the picking and 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 the joking does not turn uh, to the point where it's it it, it has a negative effect on um, your children. And so there are times when my children, even my adult children these days, when they be at my home or just wherever and they're saying certain things or, you know, you know, saying things that are kind of funny, but then it, it has a little bent that can, it can have a little jab to it where it can hurt. I'll correct it, you know, because I know that, you know, that, 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 uh, you know, the release of words and the release of of how we react to one another can have a negative effect that can be long lasting. And when you have that opportunity as a parent, as an adult, as a mature person uh, to correct that, you need to correct it. So I think it's important. So it's a big part of atmosphere, you know, and I even dare to say, you know, you know, you think you may even think that watching Christian TV is safe. Really, it's not that safe, you know, to watch it all day long, you know. So you gotta, you gotta um, be, um, you 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 have to filter what is coming in your ear gates, um, and 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 even what you're seeing, you know. And so, not everything on Christian TV is okay. A lot of it is, but not everything is okay. So you have control over what you hear. You have control over what you see. So take that responsibility and certainly take that responsibility in your household. And so I have a young one that's in my household. And so I I, I am very much aware of when she's in the room. And if, if it happens to be a moment or a time when uh, I may be listening to the news, I'll be sensitive to whether I need to cut it off or not. Um, because believe me, you, they are soaking up stuff. And so, so, and so I'm the one that takes control over what news I want them to hear and how I want to hear them and to help them to understand what's going on in my world. And so, I mean, there's other things that set your atmosphere, certainly clean, like having a clean house. That's a wonderful (laughs) atmosphere to have when your house is clean, when it's smelling good. I burn candles around the house. Those are wonderful things that just makes for a pleasant place to live and for every person that's in your household, um, you know, to, to enjoy being in uh, that atmosphere. You know, uh, I want to encourage you, you know, uh, again, some of us may be uh, in the house a lot longer than we normally is. You you may uh, be in a situation where you may not be uh, able to go to work um, because they may have re- placed restrictions on that. But I think it's important for you to get up, get up, out of that bed, take a shower, brush your teeth, wash your face, comb your hair as if you're going somewhere and and have a plan. I mean, God works all things out together for the good. Certainly, this is a great opportunity that if you can't do anything on your job, to, to it's certainly an opportunity to read a good book. 
um, to call somebody, to witness, to, to minister to them, to encourage them. You know, it's certainly an opportunity for you to even get outside and walk. You don't have to come in proximity to anybody else, but get out there and get some exercise, get your body in shape. Uh, we've been using this as a wonderful time with my youngest to get out there and get walking. And we come back in, you know, uh, we're having to do school here at home, you know. And so I've determined, oh no, the enemy is not going to get me all worked up, get me all you know, heated up behind trying to do all these different things. No, you know, I, I, I rely on that scripture again uh, in Philippians 4.13, the amplified version that tells me that I am equal to anything and everything through him who infuses inner strength in me. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. I'm telling you that scripture is my saving grace. And so whenever the enemy wants to try to put a thought in my mind to make me think you can't do this, this is too much, you're overwhelmed, uh, you're not, you don't have what it takes. No, that scripture comes up in my spirit and I gather myself and I get myself together. And so as I'm talking about atmosphere, you know, I think a big thing that we have to guard ourselves against is in our atmosphere is allowing fear to come in. And I think it's so important when you look through the word of God, all throughout the word of God, God prepped his people um, to deal with the tactics of the enemy. And one of the main tactics of the enemy is fear. If he can place fear in your mind, and that fear gets a hold of you long enough to get in your heart, then he can paralyze you and keep you from doing the things that God has called you to do. Keep you from receiving what God has for you to receive. And so, you know, throughout the word of God, you know, he admonished the, the men and women of God to fear not. I mean, he talked to Abraham. He told Abraham, fear not when there's transition, when there's things that will happen that we may, may not quite know exactly how it's going to play out when we don't know, you know, the exact future of what's going to happen. Um, you know, the, the enemy can, can use it as an opportunity to bring in and to instill fear. I mean, um, when, 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 when God was, was instructing Moses to, to, to be his, uh, deliverer for his people to go and to tell Pharaoh, let my people go. He let Moses know before he sent them out, don't be afraid, fear not. He told Joshua when Joshua transitioned from 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 Moses being his leader, and, and God told Joshua, uh, Moses, my servant is dead. And now he's speaking to Joshua, and he's telling Joshua, now it's time for you to take up this mantle. It's time for you to lead my people. And he told him, he told him, say, fear not. Don't be dismayed. Don't be discouraged. Be encouraged. And he told him several times and he admonished him to tell tell the people of Israel to fear not. In the word of God, in the word of God in, in, in uh, the New Testament, where Jesus is telling us, you know, don't be afraid. You know, be of good cheer. You know, in this world, you're going to have tribulation. You're going to have trouble. You're going to have pressure. You're going to have calamity. You're going to have sickness. You're going to have disease. You're going to have all these things that are going to come against you. But this is what I'm telling you from the word of God. Don't be afraid. Fear not. And that's all throughout the word of God. In Psalms 1, verse 27, it says, The Lord is my light and my salvation, whom Shall I fear if if the Lord is my light, if he is my salvation, if he is my saving grace and no matter what I'm in, no matter what I come against, 
then who, who, who do I need to be afraid of? The Lord Almighty, the sovereign God, the, 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 the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the ancient of days, the one who created the universe, the one who holds all things in his hands. Oh my gosh, who, 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 who shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of who shall I be afraid? In 2 Timothy 1.7, it says this. And I want to use this as a base scripture to share a little bit more about fear. It says, 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given us the spirit of fear. All right. So, I mean, come on now. So if God hasn't given us the spirit of fear, who has? Where is it coming from? And of course, we know it comes from the enemy. It comes from the enemy to be diabolically opposed to the plans and the purpose of God. But what has God given us? It's simple. He's given us power. He's given us love. He's given us a sound mind. Now, you know, when I think about this scripture, I think about, okay, God could have used any, all kinds of characteristics or or entities that he's given us. But he laid it out. He laid out how he's given us power, love, and a sound mind. And I want to just take a moment just to dig into it just a little bit, just for you to see how much you have on your side to fight off and to ward off the spirit of fear so that you won't allow it to come into your being, into your mind, into your heart, and so that you won't allow it to come into the atmosphere that's in your home. So that as you are making shifts and adjustments and changes during this time and day and age, that, that your home is a place of peace, that your home is a place of joy, and that fear is nowhere to be found. Amen? And so when I look at, you know, let's start out with love. You know, we know that that God is love. I mean, I mean, if you're a Christian, you should know that. But I'm, if you're not a Christian, I'm here to tell you it's in his word. He's love. He is the essence of love. And he is a father that loves his children. I mean, for any of us that have had children, you love your children. When you love your children, you look out for your children. You protect your children. You, you will do things for your children that nobody else will do. And, and come on, the word of God talks about that. If your earthly father will give good gifts to, to you as an earthly father, how much more will our heavenly father who loves us with the epitome, with, with the essence of wh- what love and who love is. And so, um, so he loves us. But then I, you know, I connect that love, that, that, that depthness of love, um, because, you know, we, we, we will never understand the breadth, the length, the depth, the height of his love. That's what the word of God says, because it's so deep. It's so wide. It's so great that we can't uh, we we can't even wrap our our head around it but let me tell you something i'm going to do everything i can to get in it as much as i can and to get a, get an understanding of it as much as i can because god loves me but i connected to the scripture in 1 john 4:18 that says there is no fear in love wow that's loaded there is no fear in love when 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 
when you understand love, when you understand that your heavenly father loves you and that he's got your back, that he's looking out for you, that he's watching you and he's sending his angels charge over you, that, 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 that he has given us everything that pertains to life and godliness, what a love he has for us, then that, that, then that, then that lets you know that He's got you no matter what's going on. When you know, okay, God's got me. I'm protected. So there's no need to fear, you know, uh, 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 something coming against you, you know, because the love is a boy. You know, God loves me, so I'm protected. God loves me. He'll provide for me. So I'm not going to fear where my next meal is going to come from. I'm not going to fear, you know, God loves me, so he'll heal me. So I'm not going to fear if I'm dealing with sickness in my body, whether God's going to heal me or whether I'm going to live or I'm going to die. No, because I'm basing it on the love of God. God loves me and he's going to take care of me and he's going to heal me. So that's why that scripture says there is no fear in love. When you embrace love, when you uh, when, when you get a revelation of the love of the father, then you're like, I don't need to be afraid because I know God's got me. So it goes on to say, there is no fear in love, but perfect love cast out fear. That means that kind of love, that's, that, that perfect love, that means perfect love comes from God. Okay? So when you have that perfect love of God, so some of us, we need to meditate on the love of God because fear is running rampant in your heart and in your mind. When you wake up in the middle of the night and you're having these night sweats and you're having these anxiety attacks, I'm here to tell you that that you don't understand the love of God. When you are frightened, um, when you when you feel like uh, uh, rushing and 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 trying to come up with solutions, and 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 you don't quite have the calmness and the peace of God on the inside of you, fear is on board, and love, you don't have a grip of it. So it says, perfect love casts out fear, because fear has torment. I mean, think about it. If you've had any ounce of fear in you, it has been tormenting. Some of you may have had sleepless nights. I mean, I, I've had to, I've had to grip myself and gird myself and set and set myself on the Word of God so that I can get a good night's sleep. I think that's important. That 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 when when you're able to get a good night's sleep, that means you know. Okay, God's got me. What I don't need to worry. I don't need to fret. I don't need to think about well, how is this going to happen? What we're going to do? You know, uh, uh, we don't need to think about the mysteries. You know, uh, uh, the unknown. No, God's got me. So um, the one who neither sleeps or slumber, I'm going to allow him to watch out for me tonight. I don't have to. Ha- I don't have to take the night watch. <laughs> God's got the night watch. Amen. And so. It says, because fear has torment. So he that feareth is not made perfect in love. So I want to admonish you, my beloved, God's beloved, um, that that you meditate on the love of God. When the enemy is telling you all of these things that you know that are not true, you have to take the responsibility to meditate on the love of God. So get in the word of God. It's the truth. It's what this podcast is founded on changing lives with what? The word of God, the word of God that is our truth, the word of God that that is our our light, the word of God that is our foundation. Amen. And so you got to get a hold of that. 
Um, and so that's a part of what God has given us instead of fear. He's given us love. And that is uh, just awesome. Another thing that, you know, he talks about is um, a sound mind. And I'm very, very big on that because that, that, you know, when you don't have a sound mind, you won't be able to meditate on the love of God. When you don't have a sound mind, you're not going to be able to grasp uh, the depth of the power that you have uh, within you. And so when I look at that sound mind, um, I think about, you know, um, doing this day and time, we can't afford to be passive. Um, let me give you a definition of passive. It's accepting or allowing what happens without active response or resistance. We as children of God, we can't afford to not be resistant to the things that are going on around us. Now, the word of God tells us that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. So, so we're not going to go out there and try to fight a physical war. No, but we've got to fight the good fight of faith. We have to resist the enemy. We can't just be passive and, 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 and just hear whatever we're hearing, get the updates that we're getting and, and not take on the word of God that says, no, the word of God says, resist the devil. You know, the fear that he's trying to place in your heart and in your mind, the fear that he's trying to put in your children, in your family, in your church, in your brothers and your sisters, we've got to resist it. And what happens when you resist the enemy? He flees. That's what the word of God says. But if we don't resist him, he's going to keep on feeding us. He's going to keep on uh, uh, suggesting to us that we're not going to make it. He's going to keep on trying to give us things that are not the truth, that are diabolically opposed to what the word of God says about who we are and what our destiny is. In the Amplified Version, James 4, 7 reads this. So be subject to God. Resist the devil. Stand firm against him and he will flee from you. So we can't be passive. You know, when you have a passive mind, you just, you know, oh, this is what the devil is dishing out to us, you know, and you're not doing anything. You, you lying in bed. You, you're thinking about all the calamity. Um, uh, you, you're not opening up your mouth and speaking the word of God. You're not opening up your mouth and declaring. You're not telling the devil, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. You should not have my mind. You should not have my body. You should not have my children. You should not have my household. You should not have. We, we have got to resist the devil. So you got to open up your mouth. You got to make a conscious decision. Oh no, I'm not going to just Think these things in my mind and let the enemy just continue to allow these things to turn and turn in my mind and then therefore in my spirit. No, I'm going to resist. You know, um, a definition of passivity when it relates to the word of God is this. It's seen in operation and yielding to demonic influences without resisting them. You know, when you deal with passivity, um, that's what it is. You know, when, um, when, when you see demonic influences, somewhere there is passivity, that, that, that you're being passive and you're not resisting the enemy. And so, so what we're doing is we're yielding to the demonic influences without resistance. And, and we can't afford to do that. No. Again, this is our day. This is our hour to shine. This is our day to take the weapons that God has strategically given us and fight the good fight of faith. Another word I want to share with you is intimidate. That means frighten in order to make do what one wants. So what, what does the devil want? 
The devil wants to tear the kingdom of God down. The devil wants to gain territory. The devil wants to keep the kingdom of God from advancing. And so he's he's sending viruses. He's sending calamity, all kinds of different things our way to intimidate us. And we can't be intimidated. Listen to this. Continual harassment. This is intimidation. Continual harassment until the person's wall of resistance is broken. And he starts to belittle and despise what he is and what he has. My God, I pray that we haven't come to the point of despising who we are because the enemy has constantly been harassing us. No, we have resilience and we have resistance. We have what we need to defend and to be on the defense, amen, to come against, I mean, to be on the offense, to come against the enemy, you know, and, and, and to fight the good fight of faith. And so even as you may be at home with your children, you need to get in the word of God with your children. Even if it's just you taking a scripture that you're standing on, you read it, you get them to read it out, get them to memorize the scripture, you get them to pray, you pray, you declare things over your house every single day. And there may be moments when God God may arrest you and say, you need to stop. You need to pray. You need to grab your children. You need to grab whoever's in the household. You got to do what you got to do. Amen. To resist the enemy and not allow him to intimidate you. Because if he does, then you're going to get to the point that you despise. You, that, 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 that you won't, you, you won't be, you won't be empowered by who you are in God. And we, and we can't allow the enemy to snuff us out. Oh, no, not at all. Not even like that, but not at all. And so so all of this is a part of having that sound mind, you know, to recognize that, no, we don't have fear. We have love and we have a sound mind. And one last part that he's given, he's given us three things, power, love, and a sound mind. So let me just share just a few things dealing with power, you know, because the Lord had me to meditate on the scripture a while back. And, and whenever, you know, the enemy tries to intimidate me and make me think that I don't have the power to do this, this the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God within me rises up. And this, and this spiritual truth, which comes from the word of God, rises up within me to remind me of what I have. And so um, I want you to turn to, if you can, if, you, if you're following along with me, uh, in the word of God, where it's in Luke, the 24th. Um, well, let's go to John. Wait a minute. Let me get the right scripture. Um, let's go to Luke 10, 19. Very powerful. Very powerful. And, and, and um, just extremely powerful. Luke 10, 19. Uh, this is the King James Version. It says, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Uh, come on now. What, what are we going to believe? What are, gonna, what are we going to believe? Let me break it down. The Amplified version is, is really good. It says, this is Luke 10, 19. Behold, I have given you authority and power to trample upon serpents and scorpions and physical and mental strength and ability over all the power that the enemy possesses. Oh, come on now. And nothing shall in any way harm you. 
I mean, goodness, my goodness. When you look at this scripture, it, it talks about power. You know, the King James Version says, I give unto you, I've given unto you power. But when you look at when you look into that, the meaning of that power is, is more than one meaning. It talks about I've given unto you power, that first one, and that's talking about uh authority. So I've given you authority. So you have a right. You have a right to stand up and say, oh, no, devil. No, I'm the one that has authority over here. I have authority over my body. I have authority over my household. I have authority over my community. Why? Because I'm up in this community and wherever the the feet of my, wherever my feet trod, I have power and authority over. God has given it to me. So he's given me authority. He's given me authority. And you got to recognize that. But he says he's given you authority over uh, to tread upon serpents and scorpions. Now listen to this. You know, the word tread on means this, means to have absolute mastery over. That means God has given you authority. And not only that, he's given you mastery over the enemy. That means, look, look, I'm telling you, Oh my gosh, everything that you've received up to this point in your life, in your word, has equipped you to master all of the tactics of the enemy. That's the word of God. And that's what we have to stand on. But then it goes on to say, and over all the power of the enemy. So it goes on to, to you know, that, that second word, power, that, that's talking about dunamis power. Now listen to this about dunamis power. This is, this is incredible. Dunamis power. Let me see if I can get to it. Hallelujah. That God has given us dunamis power. That dunamis power is an inherent power. That is a power to reproduce itself, implying need of constant activity and use for continued reproduction. And so, so the kind of power that God has given us is that kind of power that the more you use it, the more powerful it gets. Amen. But he's given you power over the enemy. The enemy has no power. He's, he, he comes as a royal lion seeking who he may devour. So if he can duke you and, 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 and trick you and make you think he's a lion, then you're going to think he's got the power of a lion. No. He doesn't. We have the lion of the tribe of Judah living on the inside of us. We are the one that has the spirit of the lion on the inside of us, not the devil. And so we got to recognize that, that we have power over the enemy. And so, so I encourage you as you, you meditate on this, you know, you set the atmosphere in your home during this season, in this time, you be the one to set peace in your house. You be the one to set order in your house. You don't settle for the enemy letting you make, having you have anxiety attacks and you being worried and you not knowing what's going to happen. I'm going to tell you the end story. The end of the story is this, is that we win. What, what you're going to believe? We win. We win. Hallelujah. All day long. And so the stories that you're hearing, that's not God's story. God's story is God. He's redeeming the righteous. He's saving the righteous. He's protecting the righteous. And because the righteous are standing up, hallelujah, in their rightful place, hallelujah, he's protecting our land. He's going to keep our land. And America, it, they're going to be all right. The world they're going to be all right. We just got to weather the storm. But let me tell you something. Be just like Jesus in the midst of the storm when he was at the bottom of the boat and when everything was going crazy all around him and his disciples were were, at, were losing their minds. They were full of anxiety and fear and fret and, and, and fearing for their lives. Jesus was at the bottom of the boat and he was taking a nap.
taking a nap. No, taking a nap, not, not from the realities of the world. He was taking a nap, meaning that he wasn't allowing the realities of the world to get on the inside of him. He needed rest, so he took rest. And so I speak into your life. I speak into your life that you will be able to walk in peace. Why? Because your mind is stayed on him, that you'll be able to walk in peace because you will not allow fear to come on board. Why? Because God has not given you a spirit of fear. He's given you love. He's given you power and he's given you a sound mind. And I admonish you. I provoke you. I encourage you to walk in what God has given you and set the atmosphere of peace in your home, in your heart and in your mind. God bless you. This has been another episode of Changing Lives. Be sure to subscribe to stay updated on new episodes. Also, find us on the web at mountgileadfgim.org and follow us on Instagram at mountgileadfgim.org.